Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Off the Bench with Jack Crawshaw and Paul Hazelby. Yes, good morning. Welcome to Off the Bench right across the West. Great to have your company this morning wherever uh, you may be listening. Old. Jack Crawshaw free here uh, this morning. And I've got... Hit them real hard, some down below. Oh, free, oh. We've got Paul Hayes over here as well. What are you singing the theme song for, Hayes? Why wouldn't I be singing? It's the best song in the competition, and you know why I know that? Why? Because they didn't want to make any changes to it. Every other club song, Jack, has had an upheaval. They've changed some of the words. They've changed the lyrics. Not the Fremantle Dockers. Such a strong brand down there at Fremantle. Well, that's only because you'd reworked it a couple of years ago because it was that bloody bad, Hayes. That's the reason why. Fremantle, Gold Coast and GWS didn't have theirs changed. But a lot of other clubs uh, changed and wanted it recorded or they needed to change some wording. So Richmond, for example, having their song about uh, risking head and skin. Well, it's now risking head and shin. And I don't – have a listen to the West Coast Eagles song, right? So this is uh, before the West Coast Eagles had it re-recorded. Right? I don't know if there's much difference, Hayes. Where the Eagles – West Coast Eagles, and we're here to show you why. Okay, so there's the old version. Okay? Don't mind it. That's okay, good. that's the old version of the West Coast. You don't mind it. Okay, well they've been playing it since they uh, came into the competition, Hayes. Mm-hmm. Now th- then, there is the newer version of the uh, West Coast Eagles song. Okay, here we go. Have a have a bit of a listen to this. We're the Eagles, the West Coast Eagles, and we're here to show you. Reckon, Hayes. I, There's a girl. I can hear a girl a, singing that as well. That's the only difference, you reckon? As part just... of that chorus, I think there's a girl there. So, look, clearly the AFL have made some changes. They're very subtle. They're not too big a deal for mine. I think a lot of them were old songs that had to be brought together and done again for digital marketing purposes, that when they do play them through many of the different tablets and phones or whatever it might be, yep. the new stadium would have a state-of-the-art state of the art yes. systems. Yep. And maybe that's the reason. But just some slight changes to some, Jack. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. And and you spoke all throughout the week, Hayes, about how the AFL are just changing things mm. on the go. Well, they're, they're doing it again, Hayes, with the theme songs this time. They're doing it to everything. I just wrote down last night a few things that they're looking at changing. The runners, yeah. but they came out today. They're not changing the runners. No, no, so no. So they're no. going to stay the Yesterday same. Yesterday it was. Yep. The wild card round has been thrown up as yep. a finals round next year. The mid-season draft, the match review panel had changes over the off-season. Now that changes for frequently, but they got rid of the panel component and just had Michael Christian, so that's one. Now the reserves competition in the AFL as well. So, look, clearly they have an agenda where they want to make change to the game. I'm not sure why. It's a great game, the greatest game in the world. 
but the people at the top just want to play with it. But you like? Did you like the runner change? So the runners in the JLT could only come out after uh, goals were given and also at the at the breaks. I loved it. I think this yeah. will come in. They give it twelve months, but I'm disappointed in the AFL on this one because they were going to bring it in, and then guess what happened? They get together with the coaches. Guess what the coaches do? No, they don't like it. We don't like it. So they are holding the game to account, the coaches. And you know what? A lot of the rules that we bring in are because the coaches are making changes to the game in the way that they coach. So we've seen forward pressure and the congestion around the ball carrier. Who brought that in? The AFL didn't. Mm. It was the coaches and the way that they played. So they're hijacking the game to a certain extent. So I am disappointed that the AFL didn't have the courage to say, too bad, we're going to bring in that rule. Because I don't mind the runners change. It gets rid of extra people out on the ground, which reduces congestion. And I think there's plenty of time for them to get out there in between the breaks to deliver messages. Surely there is enough leaders on the football field that know exactly what is happening out there, Hayes. You don't need the runner coming out every 60 seconds to pass a message. I don't see Darren Lehman in the game of cricket running out there regularly to give a message. Now, these guys are full-time. They prepare. They study. They're actually students of the game now. They do that much preparation into teams and how they want to play. They should know what to do. And you've also got got water people out there that can uh, relay some of those messages as well. On the quiet. On the quiet. On It does happen, but I think it's up to the leaders now and the captain to take more onus out on the field. Okay, that's just uh, one of the hot topics that are doing the rounds uh, throughout uh, this morning's show. Don't forget all our hot topics for Onga Pumps. The pumping hot sale is now on. And when we come back, we're going to discuss more hot topics. Uh, Nick Nat, is he going to be right to go after just one game of competitive football? We're going to tell you about that very shortly. Got some cricket on the agenda, plus much more. Off the bench with Jack Crawshaw and Paul Hazelby right across the West. You're listening to Off The Bench with Jack Crawshaw and Paul Hazelby. Yes, right across the West for your Saturday morning. Uh, let's get into some more of these, Hayes. The Hot Topic for Onga Pumps. Pumping Hot Sale now on. Yeah, you can win an outdoor kitchen with 10K with the Pumping Hot Sale. Visit ongapumpshop.com.au. Uh, hey, let's get into some more hot topics. Uh, firstly, uh, Nick Nat. Now, Nick Nat won't play for East Perth again today. So there was uh, he played some minutes last week, but the West Coast Eagles have ruled him out of playing today. Is one competitive match enough to say to you, Hayes, he'll be right to play against the Swans in round one? Look, it's not ideal. He's not going to be the Nick Nat Nui we know and love and we've come to experience over time. But what other options do they have? They've got Scott Lysette fit, but they need him to play because Josh Kennedy's not playing. So they need Lysette potentially in the forward line. They have to play Nick Nat Nui regardless of how he goes. McInnes is not up to it at this stage and they don't have any other Ruckman because Nathan Vardy is out injured. So, yes, it's given that he hasn't had the ideal preparation. We can see that. But his knee's fine. Structurally, 18 months is a long time. A long time. Your knee's fine after six months. He's had some other issues, bone on bone. That's always going to be there. There's going to be pain that comes with that. But from what we saw last week, he can still get out there and do it. But they do need him at least at the centre bounce, Jack, so they can give some direction to some of those midfielders. Because without him last week, they just didn't know where to go, the midfielders. They've had silver service for a long time. And they last year and early in this preseason have battled without him around the contest. Okay, you speak about Lysette perhaps playing ruck and then maybe going forward as well. Could Nick Nat play as full forward but play the centre bounces? He's going to have to because he's not going to be fit enough to run around for a full game. The luxury they do have, they're playing against the Sydney Swans who yep. have their own ruck concern. <laughs> Naismith is out, Tippett's out. So they're up against Darcy Cameron who's you know a very young player. He's a mature age player from Claremont. So it's a good opportunity to bring him in. He won't play all the minutes. I like your idea. Start him in the middle of the ground. Yep. Drift forward. He traditionally hasn't been that good as a forward, Nick Nat, 
but it might be a good start. You play for him, him out of the square, couldn't you? Bit of bit of one on one action. Try that. No try doubt. that. Yep. Okay. And Lysette, the other one, he's back after twelve months. So without Josh Kennedy, they're going to need one of them down there because last week Jack Darling didn't get it done. These are the hot topics for Onga Pumps. Pumping hot sale is now on. Uh, I saw an article today or this morning, Hayes. In fact, just before we went on air, uh, which about greater media access, right, for for the broadcasters and the potential that the AFL have, might have sent out a memo to the club saying expect more pre-game in the rooms. So, say, for example, roaming Brian could be in there in the pre-game, not just the post-game, and even throughout the match as well, more access could be granted to AFL clubs. Is this a good or uh, to the media at AFL clubs? Is this a good or a bad thing? I like it. I like it. Look, a couple of years ago, a year ago, we'll go back a year, Scott Pendlebury got on radio, was very strong in his thoughts when they were negotiating their collective bargaining agreement. He said, if the AFL give us more money and the the CBA gives us more money, we'll give more access. Well, sure enough, that happened. They got a bigger slice of the pie. And guess what happened? Nothing changed. So this is the time for the players to actually give back, do some more service. And I would love a situation where you could interview them at any time throughout the week. You could actually walk into the club at the end of the game and choose who you want to talk to. You could go down there on a Monday, choose who you want to talk to. These players are getting paid really good money now, 350000 I believe they should give back more to the game, more to the media to continue to grow it and get it everywhere. And 97% of players would be happy to do that, wouldn't they? Maybe even more. 99% of players would be happy to to do that, I would have thought. Absolutely. It builds better relationships with the media. I think the stories become better and it's growing the game and that's what it's all about. And of course, Patrick Dangerfield becoming the AFL Players Association uh, uh, boss, uh, or the Players mm-hmm. President, uh, he has been a very big advocate as well of, of media and the AFL players having more to do with each other. He's been fantastic and he's one of those ones that does have a personality outside of the game. You can interview him. He even plays jokes in the media and look, his yes. media career is set after footy. He's going to do very well. He would probably made that without a lot of the pranks that he does. But that's the sort of relationship you want to see. I think there's a little bit of a divide between media and players. We need to get rid of that. Okay, a couple of quick things, uh, Hayes. Queensland and Tasmania are going to play in the Sheffield Shield final, and that's going to start up in Queensland after Tassie uh, thumped Victoria down in Hobart. Uh, also, a couple of other little bits of news. Dale Stane. Now, there's he, we haven't seen him in the Test Series mm. yet. Graham Smith, the former South African Test captain, says he holds grave fears for the fitness of Dale Stone and whether he'll ever come back again and whether he'll ever play another test match. And I think the South Africans are hopeful that he'll play some part in this test series, especially if Kagisa Rabada suspension uh, doesn't uh, get overturned. Uh, but uh, that'd be big for the series if Stane was able to come back and play. I'm not sure they can throw him into this third test. He hasn't done any lead-up matches and got himself fit. This is a test match. You need to be at the top of your game. What a superstar he's been. If he doesn't get back, no big deal. He's had a wonderful career. He's been fantastic for South Australian, South African yep. cricket. And well done to him. Third test coming up starts uh, on Thursday at Cape Town with the series at one all. Uh, they are our hot topics this morning here on Off the Bench for the Pumping Hot Sale. Win one of 30 Weber barbecues barbecues worth $700. Visit ongapumpshop.com.au. More of Off the Bench coming up right after this. You're listening to Off the Bench with Jack Crawshaw and Paul Hazelby. Yeah, great to have your company this morning, wherever you may be listening, right across the great state of Western Australia. Well, Hayes and I, we had the opportunity to catch up with a with a South Australian football legend, an AFL legend in himself. I'm speaking of 
Malcolm Blight. And Hayes and I caught up with him a little earlier in the week. Let's talk about Ollie Wines, if we can. Uh, Malcolm, the vice captain of the Port Adelaide Football Club, spoke today at the captain's launch. Uh, and, and he touched upon he's out of contract and they asked him about how he was feeling about perhaps returning back to Melbourne. He spoke about how this time of year, uh, obviously he misses home a bit more because he has the opportunity to spend more time there. If you're a Port Adelaide fan, are you a little worried about those type of statements or do you think it's a little too early in the piece to tell? Yeah, actually, there's been three issues over the last, what, six weeks, I reckon. The first one said he'll stay. The second one said, I'm not sure. And the third one, as you've heard today. So <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't know. I've got no idea. It's amazing where these stories start, though, isn't it? And it could be a manager looking for more money. It, it could be some Joe Wank down the street just mentioned it. So, look, you never know. But the longer it goes on, I reckon, the longer it goes on, Dustin Martin cloaky aside, all the rest have gone if it goes on too long. What's your pass mark for Port Adelaide this year? They finished in the finals, they got beaten after the sign by the West Coast Eagles, but they brought in the big names, haven't they? Watts, Motlop, Trengrove are part of that, and also Tom Rockcliffe. Do you expect them to be in the top four, Malcolm? Absolutely do. I do. Mm. I've just done something today that uh, I've just come off here from a sports day here, and one of the things I do, I did them as a, as a wide-up to see what they looked at. You know, last year... In nine games, in nine games, they kicked more points than goals and lost seven of them. And two of those losses were to the West Coast Eagles. They kicked poorly both round, uh, both games, and including the last final they got where the Eagles beat them. So I think that the Watts experiment, he is a good kick. you just got to get it to him. And Motlop's a pretty good player too and a good kick. I think they've actually addressed that over summer, and I hope Ken Hinckley has spent a lot of time on goal kicking. Blighty, we'll now have a look at some of the AFL policy that keeps coming in and looks like there's going to be changes going forward. If you're coaching, are you a bit disappointed that the rules are changing quite quickly and there's even talk that they may implement some stuff this year in terms of a mid-season draft and also next year the wild card finals weekend? Yeah, absolute poppycock. You've got your list. You've, everyone's got their list. Everyone runs the gauntlet of getting an injury early in the season. Big deal. It's been going on forever. We all know it's a marathon. I think it's ludicrous. And the story that I've told you guys, and you may have heard it, is that years ago this happened when I was playing and involved, and a guy called Brian Roberts went from Richmond to South Melbourne halfway through the year. Brownlow medal night, it was B. Roberts round 10, three votes Richmond, (laughs) round 11, B. Roberts South Melbourne three votes, almost. <laughs> and and uh, the, the room started laughing. It makes a joke. We don't do what other sports do and have mid-transfers. Let's stay the same. Let's keep our fans engaged with the team that's there, not someone that might come later. And you know what? One player never won a grand final. I agree with the blighty. Now, before we let you go, we need to get your Premier. Who do you think is going to win this year? Your Brownlow medalist, your rising star, and the big improver across the competition? Ah, uh, here we go. This is, this is the best part. This, is the, this, is, this makes you look stupid, doesn't it? When you start, <laughs> when you start commentary at all this, and you go, I actually, um, this is, I've done this, uh, I'm writing for the advertiser here in, in Adelaide, so I had to put these in a number of weeks ago. But uh, I actually went GWS, boys, two years in a row, preliminary final. If they're going to do it, they've got that beautiful mix now of youth and a lot of experience. They've been beaten twice in preliminary finals. I went with them. I noticed the players today nominated, uh, or seven out of the whatever, nominated GWS. Uh, Brownlow medal. 
I can't believe the year that Dustin Martin had. I mean, it was just a freakish year. I can actually see him doing it again because the coaches won't tag him, and I don't know why. Just put a bit of pressure on him. For goodness sake, someone do it. But I, if, it, if they let him run, he'll do the same thing again. He, he looks at the peak, you know, 26, 27, just perfect. Rising star, I want to go for the young bloke that played in the premiership side, Jack Graham, played mm. five games, kicked three goals in the grand final. He's only played five games. He, he is still eligible. If he gets a run through that midfield and kicks goals, he's going to be noticed now. So if he can get going. And the other one was... Uh, the big the improver. improver. Yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit inclined to think that Melbourne can improve. I think everyone says that. And just missing out last year, they should be stung in the tail. So they'd be my improver. Just one before before you go. Josh Jenkins, does he play round one for Adelaide? Yeah, I'd play him. They, they kicked the most points by 270 points last year with that system. I know the grand final was terrible. His form hasn't been great in the lead-up matches. However, I reckon when you've kicked 270 more and you've finished top of the table, I reckon that team, he's fit. He just played on a few tight grounds. I reckon I'd, I'd give him one or two games just to get him back. Malcolm Blight, a South Australian legend. He's a co-host of Sports Day South Australia each night with Kane Corns. Great to catch up with him. Uh, when we come back on the other side of the break, Hayes, we've got uh, an RDO and the world-famous dig. I wonder who's going to come off the long run. Will it be Hayes or will it be I? And who are we going to line up? It's coming up very shortly. Right across the West, Off the Bench. You're listening to Off the Bench with Jack Crawshaw and Paul Hazelby. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Yeah, right across the West on his Saturday morning. Uh, it's time for an RDO, a right decision or. Now, Hayes, there's been plenty of uh, speculation, as there is every year, about uh, round one and fitness of players for round one. Now, is there too much emphasis put on whether a player is right for round one or not? Uh, right decision or? Wrong decision. I don't think round one really matters. It's just one round. There's four points available, but it's not only the media that go over the top with it. It's the clubs. They try and get all their players right for round one. Sometimes they push too hard. We've seen Josh Kennedy push hard for round one, and the news coming out yesterday that he's had some other minor surgery, not related to the ankle that's been injured. So he'll be back at round two or three. You've got to get these players really fit. You've got Patrick Dangerfield at the moment. He's got a three-week hamstring. If they push him too hard potentially he misses another four weeks if he comes back too early. So I don't think he'll play round one. But I just think we have an infatuation with getting players right for round one. It doesn't do anyone any good. Is that because if you get off to a slow start, if you haven't got those good players, well, then you could be a bit behind the eight ball. Is that why there is so much emphasis on it? Yeah, look, at round one, you've got the whole list available normally, don't you? So it's the, probably the time of the year where you have the most available positions. You've got 44 players ready to go out and take those 22 spots. So if you don't have Jack Viney, that's okay because there's a midfielder that's ready to step up and do their job. But you can't put somebody and put extra pressure on somebody if they're not quite right because that will set you back in the longer term. And that could be also a bit of, a bit of media beat up, as you mentioned, uh, with trying to create some headlines, really. And the other thing I hear all the time, and it's been around Gary Ablett, and it's come from his manager, saying he 100% he'll play. Mm. Now, how can you sit here right now, a week out from round one, and say 100% he'll play? Because he if he rolls out on Monday, has training, tighten the hamstring, guess what? He's he doesn't gone. play. So yeah. that's not 100%. Clubs, media people, we all say that, and it's not right. Just on Gary Ablett, I can't believe he's second line of betting for Brownlow medal. That's just crazy. I don't get it either. Look, they're going to have a lot of competition down there for those 
Brownlow votes this year. You've got Dangerfield, you've got Selwood, you've got Duncan. The list goes on. So they've got a really good list. Big and now Hawkins, Ablett, if it kicks a few bags of goals. And to suggest Gary Ablett's going to play every game after the last two or three years, no. I don't think it's right either. He won't. They'll rest him at times. And if they want to win a premiership, they probably need to do that to get himself right for the grand final because that's when they need to be peaking. Okay, Hayes, that's the RDO. Wrong decision to put emphasis on uh, the round one availability of some of the big name players in the competition. Uh, let's get into the dig. The Dig. Yes, Dole, before you dig, welcome back to Dole, before you dig uh, for the first time in 2018, the essential first step. Now, Hayes, I'm going to have a bit of a dig. Uh, Tiger Woods, right, uh, during the week or at the start of the week, uh, all of a sudden he's back. He's back. He's, he's back. He's, he's got back. a second place in a PGA event in Tampa. Now, Everyone has now jumped on the bandwagon and asking the question, can Tiger Woods win the Masters for 2018? Now, if that's not a media beat-up, I don't know what is. Tiger Woods has won one professional tournament in three, four, five years, and all of a sudden he's a chance to win the Masters in April? Get off it, Hayes. You don't give him a chance. I don't give him a chance of winning the Masters, Look, the second place was terrific. Tied for second there in Tampa. But I think it's more about the people that know golf can look at his swing and go, it's back. They get excited about his swing, his temperament. Hasn't been near it for the last five or six years. But there's signs that he is coming back. How he doesn't we... have those injury concerns. And he's done it before, Jack. So if you can replicate it and what you've done before again and get confidence within a tournament, who knows what he can achieve. I think he will get another one. Whether it's the Masters coming Ooh. up, he will get one. Here's my dig. Okay, hang on. The dig, it's all thanks to don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free doll before you dig inquiry. That's our friends at doll before you dig, Hayes. Sports people, get off Twitter. There's no reason to be on Twitter and put out stories. You're just going to get yourself into trouble at some stage. And throughout the week, it was this guy, Vernon Philander. We love him from South Africa. Big Cricket, very good swing bowler. But he got on there early in the week, and he's giving comments around the Rabada and Steve Smith incident. And he got on Twitter and he said, haven't really seen the footage of this incident, but it looks like a bit of this. Steve Smith gave Rabada the shoulder. He could have avoided any contract, but to me, he's just as guilty. So he's trying to put him oh. into it. And he showed a bit of footage with that. Then, he's la- hacked. later in the day, this <laughs> is what he said. Good morning to all my tweeps. Waking up this morning to a lot of Twitter craziness as my account got hacked and someone posted a nice little article on my behalf. Sorry for all the drama or entertainment caused by the looks of it. Have a great day all. Now, come on, Vernon. You can't pull the wool over our eyes, Big Vern. No, if you're going to be on Twitter, you put yourself out there and at least stand by your comments if you do go someone. I didn't (laughs) mind him having a go at Steve Smith. Steve Smith. It's good for the game of cricket and the series over there in South Africa. But Vernon. Come on, Vernon. Back it up. Turn it up, Vernon. Be a man. There's the dig. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free, free dial before you dig inquiry. Thanks, Hayes. Good on you, Jack. There we go. That's off the bench for another Saturday morning. We'll uh, catch you back here again next week. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.